today on The Breakdown. It's a cash game hand. It's a huge cash game hand. It's live at the bike with Garrett and Andy, two of our favorite sickos, and they are super deep people. We start the hand. Both guys have... uh, Andy has $96,000 in front of him, and he's the effective stack. And you know, the action gets fast, and it gets furious. Vin Diesel isn't here. The Rock isn't here. Jason Statham isn't here. Probably a lot of other people aren't here, really. But Garrett and Andy are, and so is the dealer. And the dealer puts out a flop that is coolerific. Is it possible to get away from a monster against a psycho in a cash game where you're super deep? We're going to explore it right now with this hand with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Breakdown with Grant Edison and Jonathan Levy. This hand, that's the new name of the podcast. You mentioned a lot of the Fast and Furious people who aren't here. Yeah. But Kurt Russell, who makes an appearance in some of the movies, he's here. Kurt, what do you have to say about the hand? Well, (laughs) you know, I'm not a big poker player, guys. So uh, I think it was good. Good hand. Good hand. Uh, I question the, uh, the four bet. That's about it. Okay, Kurt. Thank you. Kurt Russell, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's gone now. Yeah. Married to Goldie Hawn. He was before he was gone. When I said gone, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean he left the room. <laughs> Passed on. Yeah. Um, anyway. Sad. This is a hand, once again, between Garrett and Andy. And it just got me to thinking, like, not that they're unlucky. They're both living pretty good lives, I think. But I imagine. How unlucky is it for these two guys that it's, they didn't come to high stakes cash game prominence 10 years earlier? Like, think of the superstar status they would have achieved mm. in poker. They would have been among Phil Ivey and Tom Duan and those guys. I mean, most people don't know who all the, the cash game superstars were from back in the day, though. Like, but you have the, to cross over into tournaments, otherwise no one knows who you were from back that's then. That's not true at all. Tom Duan made his fame almost entirely from cash games. Because of high-stakes poker, I yeah. guess. Like, these um, guys would have been invited to high-stakes poker. They would have played it. Yeah. They would have played crazy. It would have been a thing. Tom Duan rose to prominence really because of his uh, at playing on the heads-up national championship against Phil Humuth when in the first round when he was talking all this trash and Phil was talking trash. But back. he would have still... He would have ultimately made his way in, I agree with you. But, it, but th- that was a really big hand for him right. in terms of his brand. All I'm saying, these guys playing play the way they do, if, yeah. they, if they had been invited to high-stakes poker, which they probably would have been... Yeah, they would have been. They would have been a thing, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. So, that's but, you know, a, they weren't too gonna, bad for them. They weren't going to play the way they do, you know, 10, 15 years ago because people didn't do that. As much. I mean, they did these, guys, these guys are almost as Tom Dwani as you can get these days. Um, that's fair-ish. It's a lot of like, my range is too wide. I'm going to put a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. I feel like Tom Dwan had a little more restraint, had like better judgment Tom and better Dwan restraint. Tom had restraint? Compared to Andy and Garrett, yes. You mean the guy who called with nine high ones? Yep. Okay. That's what I mean. I, I, do you not agree with me? I don't know if I agree with you, actually. I, I think agree. I think you are looking with rose-colored glasses at Tom Dwan because he was so revered at the time, but obviously his ranges were absurd and terrible, like in a lot of ways. Um, he did things that these guys... Are, well, let's not get into this. I, I, I Tom Dwan would a open big like long... King 3 suit under the gun all the time. No. Yeah. No. You are absolutely not remembering nah. this. Wow. That's not what happened. I can't believe how wrong you are about this. <laughs> like 3-bet 9-5 off just because he felt like it, like all the time. Nah. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, absolutely, that's what happened. <laughs> no, he did some of that, but he didn't do it as much as you're saying. He did not open King 3 suitor regularly under the gun. That is not I true. I don't know, man. He did a lot of the stuff like that. That is not true. Anyway, can we get to the hand? 
Who right. suggested it? Jay Wrecker, Evan Denninghoff, Austin, and Carl with a K. Carl with a K. Carl with a K tweeted at us recently. Yeah, it was about the disappointed thing because we had mentioned that. Disappointed. Oh, yeah, the disappointed. Uh, dis- well, it wasn't, it wasn't disappointed. It's the, um, the chipmunk, dramatic chipmunk. No, it was disappointed. He tweeted us the disappointed thing. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that's Mike Frederick. Oh, he, Carl with a K just tweeted us a day ago. As the podcast fact checker, that wasn't a chipmunk. How can you live in the Pacific Northwest and not know everything about nature? Hashtag indoor kid. So, you know, maybe you're so sure about that. Maybe you're, all, maybe you're wrong about the Tom Dwan stuff, which you seem to be so sure about. As Let's ask the well. audience. Great. Who's right? Grant or Jonathan? Always great. Hashtag team Jonathan. Don't do that. Hashtag Jonathan forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was not a chipmunk. It was a, a hamster. It was a dramatic hamster, apparently. And I wouldn't have gotten that right except for Carl with the case tweeting. So thank you, Carl. We although, are, of course, uh, at Two Poker Guys. Although Carl is a little bit wrong in that he called you an indoor kid for that, which yeah. you are an indoor kid, but hamsters mostly are indoors. So, Carl, get your shit right. Yeah. You know? Carl. Uh, so indoor kids would know more about hamsters, not less. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. You ever seen a ferret eat? It's pretty awesome. No. <laughs> they hold they hold the little the little seed or whatever you give them in their hand and they like just take little bites like it's like a little sandwich. Like it's a really monkey. cute. Like a monkey. It's really cute. Monkeys do that too. Ferrets, man. Hashtag ferrets. <laughs> so uh, so this is a hand between these two guys, Garrett and Andy. They're both known as sort of crazy people. Yes. And when I say crazy people, I just mean in terms of poker. I don't know much about them. Although and, we've and been told multiple times by the same guy that, that Andy is not actually crazy and his VPIP is actually low if you look at it. But right. we believe that when he plays a hand, he plays it like a crazy person. He definitely goes pedal to the metal most of the time. If he's tight, I don't believe he actually is. But if he's tight, he's tight aggressive. Yes, very <laughs> much that. so. Very much so. Of course, if you want to tweet a suggestion at us, we are the Poker Guys on Twitter at the number two Poker Guys. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the hand. Garrett has $110,000 in front of him. The game is a 100, 200 game. So of course it is. That makes tons of sense. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he opens. Why does anyone have to have this much money in front of them? He's well, got 550 <clears throat> blinds in front of him. Maybe this hand will tell you why. Okay. He opens plus one with two jacks, two black jacks to 600. Fine. Smiley calls with sixes in the hijack. We don't give a shit about him. That's fine. Andy... He's on the button, or sorry, the cutoff. He's got 96,000, which is a very small stack for the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, you know. 480 blinds. Yeah, it's not, not even 500. He has two black kings. Sorry, 4,800 blinds, right? No. 480? Yes. 4,800. 4,800 right. blinds? Okay. Wait. No. No, four, 480. 480, Okay, yeah. good. Sometimes these guys do have like 5,000 yeah, blinds. you confused me. I got confused. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. and okay. he's got two black kings in the cutoff. He's going to three bet to 2,400. I hate it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. This is a pretty typical spot to flat for most players as Garrett. When they open early position with yeah. jacks and they get three bet and you're super deep. Yeah. Jacks plays perfectly well post flop. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of amateurs think I just want to get take it down pre flop with jacks, but jacks is a hand that you can navigate pretty easily post flop when you're deep stacked. Just use distribution, etc. Yep. Now you do have a guy in between you who where if you call, he's gonna come in the yeah. pot. And also Andy is, I believe going to be three betting a fair amount of Garrett's opens because Garrett's pretty wide a lot of the time. And so you could decide as Garrett to try and punish Andy just with value here. I don't know what our plan is if we get five bet, but 
but that would be um but that's that's the reason for it if you're going to do it. I right? guess it's to fold. Like if we make it 27k and Andy moves Andy in. Andy effectively moves in. I guess this is this is why I'm more of a three uh call type of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Of course I'm not going to have 550 blinds in front of me very often either in fairness. No, you're not going like to at least you're at least not going to buy 550 blinds. Right, yeah, I can uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then and it's rare to get into these kinds of confrontations. And usually when two huge stacks get into it with each other, they try not to play a massive pot without really big hands, you know? Well, so like you're going to see more calls with jacks than not like you're saying. That's why live with the bike loves having Garrett and Andy yeah. together cuz they're always going to buy in for as many chips as you can possibly do it, and they're going to put in a 9 bet, yep. you know? So Garrett does decide to 4 bet, which I think Against Andy is not ridiculous. Yeah. The reason not to, to format would be not to lose your customer. Uh-huh. And, you know, also, of course, you can be behind, but, like, Andy's going to have a lot of just crap here that mm-hmm. we could have captured future value from. I mean, the other reason to four bet is, of course, just to balance your bluffs. And if you feel like you're going to have more bluffs against Andy's three bets, then you have to have more value on the other side too, right? Yeah. And so Jax is a very strong hand. Yep. Makes sense. All right. So Smiley gets out of the way. Of course. As Andy, I know you and I are not in this situation, neither are many of our listeners very often, where you're 550 blinds deep. Yeah. But how do you want to proceed with two kings having been four bet big, 9,600 over 2,400? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's a pretty clear call, actually, rather than a raise. Do you think there are any raises? I would guess at, when, at this depth, stack depth, and when Garrett makes it this much, so our stack to pot is going to be effectively like less than four and a half to one if we call here. We may literally be flattening our entire continuing range. Um, it's possible Andy will sometimes raise aces and have like a few bluffs also. Like raise three combos of aces and then choose three ace wheel suited. Yeah, to, something to like that. Yeah. Right. So he can still have aces, but he can still have bluffs and make Garrett's life tough. But I would guess mostly Andy doesn't want to put in $88,000 or $96,000 with, you know, ace five suited very often. Right. Which is effectively what he'd kind of be doing, right? Because as soon as he puts in another raise, he's probably committed when he's got an ace in his hand, right? He I makes don't know. It, I don't know. If he makes it 20... He doesn't, I guess he can make it 25K and fold to, a, fold to a shove. I guess he can do that. Yeah. I think you can easily But fold. I think these guys probably are just not going to play that game. They want to play post-flop more anyway. You I know? suppose. And maybe, and maybe because of the history and the skill level of these guys, there won't be any at all mm-hmm. uh five bets from andy but like if he's against like nick vertucci yeah for example i think andy's gonna want to five bet aces just to get as much money in the pot exactly as possible. exactly and you know when you have the nuts it can't be that bad to put more money in kind of at any point yeah. you know it's almost always fine to put more money in. right but even even if this is a completely unknown opponent when you're 550 blinds deep and the money is actually money that matters not that that should matter but let's mm-hmm. pretend it matters all the time instead of you're just messing around it's pretty scary to put in a five bet with kings when an early yeah. position raiser makes a big four bet. Well, because, I mean, again, we've got continuing range problems, right? Is it possible Garrett can fold queens? Because if Garrett's capable of folding queens, then we're just, then this is a terrible five bet, yeah. right? And it's possible, we've seen Garrett make a lot of big folds. I don't know if he's folding queens or not. He probably is at least a little bit. It's just another reason to just call. Also, now we're now our range is very underrepped, especially as Andy specifically. We have a huge range of hands. I mean, that we can have here, right? Kings is the very top of it, or near second, second only the aces, of course. But like we gave Andy a pretty wide range when all was said and done. I think that makes sense to do. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, Andy decides to just call. I think that is the prudent choice. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. You're underrepped. You can have a lot of other things. You don't have to get in against aces yep. yet. 
Pod is $20,300, which is not how much we charge for our books somehow. We charge, amazingly, we charge less than that. So you're welcome, America, it and might, the rest of the world. We're not going to tell you how much it is. It might be $21,000, but I just tricked you because it can't be that. Right, because it's too high. It might be $19,000. <laughs> that was a good trick. Thanks. Really good trick. Actually, Grant's not going to tell you how much the book is, but I am. It's less than that. It's significantly less than that. It's affordable. It's under $1,000. It's well under $1,000. It's, it's under $100. It's still well under $100. You can get two of them for under $100. You can get more than two of them for under $100. What an incredible deal. <laughs> There's four easy payments. Yeah, anyway. The book is $30. It's called How Can He Fold? You can get it at thepokerguys.net, which you can see in the link in the description of this podcast. There you can get the ebook version if you want to just read it on the internet zone area, yes. as they like to call it, That's in what they the scientific it. community. There's also a link there that'll take you to Amazon. That is where you can buy the paperback version if you want to, you know, mark it up, make some notes, show your friends how pretty the book is. Sure. Which you should. It is a very nice book. It's very pretty. It is. And it's maybe a book you want to take notes in. It's uh, 37 chapters that are all hand breakdowns that we have back and forth conversations of tournament hands. Then with key takeaways. So it's like a learning opportunity, but you also get to have a bunch of fun while you do it. Um, if you get the book on Amazon and you like it, please leave us a review. That would mean a lot to us. If you like strategy, if you like the way we talk about hands, if you like generally supporting the poker guys, this is the book for you. Absolutely. And, and we've got good reviews. We have actually lots of good reviews. There are um, 30 so far, 30 people have weighed in on Amazon. We're five stars. We have one negative review, 29 five-star reviews. Um, here's the review of the week. I referred to this in the last podcast, but I found it, and it's worth hearing. The review is from a guy named Salvatore Adranga. Adragna. Great. Yeah. Um, he is a verified purchaser, so he really did buy it. The review is called Someday, and it's five stars. If you're like me and buy books but don't read them, this is a fantastic buy. I purchased this book a few weeks back, ripped open the packaging, and fanned the pages. Super happy with my purchase and optimistic that it may be a great read. <laughs> it's been sitting on my bookshelf next to all the other books I bought and haven't read, and it's my favorite one to think about reading someday. 10 out of 10, would recommend. Great addition to my collection. And there's the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> this is a real review on Amazon. That's, I did not make that up. That's pretty funny, but it's super weird. I mean, we would actually love it if you guys took the reviews a little bit more seriously. You're all making croissant and English muffin <laughs> jokes. Someone made a Cobra hospice joke. Look, I mean, do whatever you want. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're thrilled to get your reviews. We want you to we want you to weigh in on the book um, on Amazon. And any review is a good review for us, you know, and that it's good for the algorithm and stuff like that it pops up a little bit more. But, you know, maybe think about this is for people who haven't read, don't more, know who we are. All maybe. Right, more importantly, it's actually a book of value that is worth yeah, purchasing. It is yeah. a, it's a high quality poker book. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you should buy it. Yeah, it's, it's a great book and we're really proud of it. If you like this podcast, you will love the book. It's a guarantee. You will absolutely love it. All right. Back to the hand. Okay. We've got Jacks for Andy. Two black jacks, two black kings. Sorry, jacks for Garrett. Ugh. Kings for Andy. Garrett's out of position, having four bet to 9,600. Andy in position, having called the four bet with his two black kings. $20,300 in the pot. The flop is as cold as ice. <laughs> it's the king of hearts, the jack of diamonds, and the three of clubs. Mm. Got set over set. We've got tears coming. We've got crying babies. We've got a horrible situation for Garrett. I mean, Garrett's just going to, you know, double up Andy, whatever. That's going to happen. This the, is the downside this. of buying in for 500 blinds. This is the downside. And this is the downside of, you know, four betting those jacks where now the stack to pot is such that it's really hard to imagine. 
It might have gotten in anyway based on the yes. dryness of this flop. And these guys with their reps and yeah. all that. But it's like really, really hard to imagine us not getting it all in at some point, right? But the board know, could run out in scary ways. Here's the thing, though, Jonathan. Yeah. Life is all about little moments, you mm-hmm. know? Like, like a little moment of joy, a little moment of sadness. That, that when you have that, it's raining and you put your tongue out and there's just a little bit, one drop like hits the edge of your tongue and you're like, I'm alive. Exactly, like yeah. that. Or when you contemplate immortality. Perhaps, yeah. Andy's Andy's having a moment of just pure joy right now. Not not Andy. Well, that he is, but Garrett also yeah. is having a moment of pure joy. He's flopped a set of jacks on a king high board, so he has this moment. No matter what happens, Jonathan, he has this moment. He'll never lose this where moment. He felt good. Maybe he's stuck in that moment forever. Think about that. That That's would pretty be good. Yeah. If he didn't, if he was unaware that he was stuck. Well, if he was aware of it, then it wouldn't be a good moment, would it? Maybe he is aware. Of it. Maybe that's why he's so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoots. Anyway, this seems like a pretty clear bet, right? Oh, my God. Let's freaking bet. It's, yes, bet, it's bet, Andy, bet. It's King. There's a, there's a card above our jack. Yeah. Please bet. He does, but he bets 7K into 20,300. It's fine. I think that's a pretty fine sizing. He's down betting on a board that seems to be better for his range than Andy's. That does make sense. I'm down with it. Do you think Andy should call or raise? Well, the problem with raising is there aren't that many hands we can reasonably get action from, right? Because we block ace-king, which is problematic with yep. our king. So we're looking to get action from ace-ace, jack-jack would be great, and Garrett heroing. That's a Garrett bit. heroing with queen-queen or making a play with ace-queen or something. Yeah. I guess Garrett might once in a while have like another king in his, you know, yeah, maybe he has king-jack. King. Ki- if he has king-jack, that's fine, obviously. Or ace-king. Yep, or king-queen, but... But again, we block. There's only one king left in the deck. So it's just, it seems like we're going to lose our customer way too often if we raise right now. So the only good reason to raise is we're Andy and we're known as being crazy. Yeah, but I think you're right. We probably have the board a little bit too crushed. I think we do. Even though, as we can see, the result would be wonderful. Yeah. Now, the fact that we're in position also makes me not want to raise. If we're out of position, I would definitely lean much more towards a raise than otherwise, right? Yes. Still, I might want to just call because we have the board We can so guarantee you a bet goes in on the turn no Exactly. Like, we can, we can find our way to all in here, even if we just call here pretty reasonably. That's good. Yeah. So, I'm down. The solver agrees with calling, mm. but it does want him to raise a quarter of the time, right which, on. you know, is fair. Yeah. Because I think a board this dry, he's going to need to raise a quarter of the time, even when he has the board so crushed, if he wants to have enough raises to justify the bluffs. Right. And a King Jack three board. He's going to have, and his bluffs are going to be things like nine, 10 suited, ace, 10, queen, queen 10. 10 suited. Yeah. That's Cause, about it. Because other, his value is just what King Jack suited and Jack, Jack, King, King, three, three. I think so. So yeah, you have to raise sometimes with Kings because of that. Right. Because there's just not, otherwise, or you just always flat this board. That's yeah. the other option, right? Right. Anyway, Andy does call. Yep. Head into the turn. Pot is $34,300. Ooh, that is a, uh, that's a reasonable. Automobile. Oh, yeah. We're getting close to Tesla money here. We're not there, but we're getting there. You can get a used Tesla, maybe. <laughs> you can get a very used Tesla. Tesla's, even on the used market, are pretty pricey, bro. Powerful brand. It is. Powerful brand. Turns the queen of spades. Hey, that card doesn't really change too much, except queens get there. Ace 10 and 9 10 both get there, which yes. both players could have. They could. They could. Um, Garrett more likely to have them than Andy, I think. Yeah, Andy's probably more apt to raise those hands on the flop than call them. I mean, 9-10 is an unlikely flat on the flap, right? Ace-10 yeah. is a little bit more likely, but both of those feel like hard to really but call. But we've seen those. Andy with some weird floats before that have. make way less sense than even those hands. I so. mean, getting to be in position is pretty great, right? And so you can call with these 
gut shots and hope he checks sometimes on the turn and or you hit an ace or you right. you know make make your straight right so it's possible Andy just got there but yeah both both players are slightly concerned that their opponent just got there with a straight they don't love it but they still love their hand and they still want to put a lot of money in I think yeah that's cool so as Garrett do we keep betting and yes. if if so what are we targeting to get called by first of all we definitely keep betting okay we're trying to get called by ace king ace ace king queen. There are uh, King Ten suited is definitely not going anywhere now on yeah. the turn. Uh, what else is there really? I mean, I three, guess three. there's Queen Jack three 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 of course Queen Jack suited yeah or whatever Queen Jack is left because there's only one Jack left so but Queen Jack that's really about it I guess uh, well I mean we're not hoping he has a straight but even if he has a straight we have outs that's not a reason to bet <laughs> no it's not I'm saying though. Like, almost all the value is, like, we're, we're doing great against almost all of his good hands, too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Feels like a pretty easy bet. Well, the solver agrees, and I agree. Fabulous. The solver wants Garrett to bet 94% of the time. That's a lot. He does bet. He bets 14K into 34K. It's kind of small. It is kind of small. He, I guess maybe he's trying to keep hands like ace-queen around. I think Ace Queen's going to call for sure if it called on the flop. Yeah. But yeah, especially for fourteen. Yeah, if you bet twenty four, it's a little, it's a tougher spot for Ace Queen. Right, and he might call anyway, but it's fine. All right, so now that Garrett is bet, Andy again maybe slightly concerned with the straight, but it's not a huge concern. Should he raise now? Um, well, a few more things got there that we. I mean, really, Queens got there. That's the only obvious thing that got there, right? Which that, would be good, for right? Us. Yeah. Um, ace ten got there, which is bad. There's more combos of ace ten. Uh, he probably has less four bets pre flop with ace ten though, so maybe it all evens out in the wash. I think we can call mainly because we're all there's. If we call, there's going to be sixty two thousand dollars in the pot, and as Andy, we're going to have sixty five thousand total, right? Yeah. So we're going to have a one to one stack to pot ratio anyway. We should still be able to get all in by the river. However, we slice it, you know. So I like I like giving Garrett a chance to fire away again on the river. I think it's fine. Just don't want to see that ten pop up. A ten would be problematic. Yes, also, we would not love an that. ace. Would not be great either. No, ten way worse though. Yeah, way 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 worse. Yeah, um, I don't. But, know. I, I don't. Oh, go ahead. I don't hate raising at this point. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, what would Garrett do with two aces? Would he bet the turn? And if he did, would he call if Andy raised? I believe he would not bet the turn mostly. I think he would okay. check call, right? Because that yeah. queen is a really bad card from Garrett's yeah. point of view, right? Like yeah, he makes a lot of two, makes a lot of hands beating him now. Seems that right. Um, so ace king, probably going to play it the same way. Probably going to check a lot. I don't know. It's Garrett though, and it's Andy. Maybe Garrett's trying to squeeze some very thin value out of him sometimes. I don't know. But I just feel like, why not give Garrett a chance to fire away on the river? There are very few cards that are problematic for us. And we're at the, the top of our distribution anyway, at least we are right now. Um, we're probably going to be able to call almost all river bets, no matter what, when it's a one-to-one situation that we'll be having stacked to pot. You know? Yeah. So I think it's fine to call because we're in position and because the stack size is what it is. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't hate raising, though, against Garrett with the history between these guys. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's fine, too. Um. I think clearly at any point, if Andy had raised, they would have just probably gotten it in, even here, even with that straight in card coming, but well, whatever. You got me thinking, like, if you don't think, if you don't think Garrett's betting aces or ace-king that often, yeah. his value is, are, is then all hands that will call a raise. I don't know. Is he going to call queen-jack? Against Andy? I think you have to. 
If you're going to call Queen Jack, then why can't you call Ace King? Because he's not betting Ace King. Because he's not betting Ace King. Maybe maybe I'm wrong and he's betting all these things. Maybe he's betting Ace King and Aces also. He does pick up a straight draw. I don't think he's betting them. I don't think so either. Yeah. Is he betting Queen Jack? I'm not even sure he's betting Queen Jack. I mean, it's really vulnerable. It is. It is really vulnerable. That's true. That's true. I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, You're right. He's got a lot of good hands, but he also may just have some air. He may have like, you know, two sevens sometimes or something like that, you know, and he's just like trying to get you to freaking fold. But is he going to take a shot on the river when you call again? I don't know. It's Garrett. It's Garrett, and we're only calling 14,000 on the turn. If he shoves 65,000 on the river, that's really different, you know? That's going to fold out some of our stuff for sure. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's keeping it. By betting 14K, he's keeping a lot of hands in that have to fold the river, right? He's keeping ace-queen in for sure. Yeah. Maybe even ace-jack. That's true. Um, King-10. These are hands that are very good candidates to call now and fold on the river. Yeah. Two tens. Pocket tens have to call again. They don't have to, but they're going to. They don't have to. But they're probably going to for 14K in position, right? But then they're going to have to fold to most river bets. They might have folded the flop. They might have. You're right. But for 7,000 in position, they probably call once. Maybe. And then they turn an open under. They probably call again. Anyway, I'm saying that there's, there's definitely hands that Garrett could, in theory, be bluffing with here and then feel like he can get a fold on the river because of the way he sized it. Makes me like Garrett's sizing actually a lot more, too, that he's basically setting up a shove on the river very clearly, right? A one-to-one shove. You would think. Yeah, I would think. I would also think that Andy's going to call because he does. Of course. The solver slightly prefers a call to a raise. Yeah. Wants him to call 68% of the time. It's not like a slam dunk. Definitely not for the solver. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm in line with the solver. Like, I want to call... A little bit more than I raise, but I do want to raise sometimes yeah. with this hand. I mean, I think we should sometimes raise the flop, sometimes raise the turn, sometimes wait till the river and make sure we get it all in on the river. We should sometimes sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker using the link in the description. Once in a while. Yeah, if you want to be balanced. Yeah, you can't just uh, not sign up every time because then it's too easy to right. play against you. Every third podcast you listen to, you should sign up. Yeah, and then the other two you don't, and then you sort of, it's a perfect, it's the golden ratio for game theory. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. Two to, two to one. So when you get onto Nitrogen Sports, you get access to our exclusive Poker Guys monthly tournament. Happens the last Sunday of every month. It is a 100 millibit guarantee with a buy-in of 0.1 millibits, meaning the guarantee is 1,000 times that of the buy-in. We never get really more than 100 players, so it's a good deal for you. Do the math. We know some of you have uh, gone to Nitrogen recently to play that tournament and hasn't been there, uh, but it's back. Yeah. Not to worry. It is back, and it's back for the long haul. So keep coming. We got it. We got it all worked out. Nitrogen, of course, also has all sorts of other poker. It has sports betting. And if you win some money on there, some Bitcoin specifically, because it is a Bitcoin-only site, Nitrogen does not fuck around with your money. They give it to you in 90 minutes when you withdraw your Bitcoin. That doesn't happen on other sites, even Bitcoin sites. Yeah, like you could withdraw the money, start watching The Irishman, Watch it for a while and just be like, I don't know, we're somewhere in the middle and you've already gotten paid. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And then there's a lot more of the Irishman to go, like a lot. You could do another withdrawal. <laughs> yeah. And then get the money before the Irishman is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. So that's pretty good. So get on nitrogen. <laughs> get you some poker. Yeah. Get your money fast. Do it. All those things. Do it. All right. We've got Garrett with two jacks on the king jack three board, queen on the turn. It's a rainbow, complete rainbow now. And he's got two kings. It's a cooler. Yeah. And the river is the queen of diamonds. Yeah. So it's not a card necessarily that Garrett loves. 
Because King Queen now got there. Yeah. But Ace Queen is now stuck to the pot. Sure. That's the other side of it. Queen 10 is now stuck to the pot, probably. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Queen Jack also got there, although there are fewer combos because, you know, he has a... Yeah. The Jacks, but... Yeah. There's a few things that are now beating him, but there's a few things that it will now call that would have folded, probably. And you said Garrett was setting up a pot size shove. Yeah. I guess you're a big old idiot because <laughs> Garrett's going to bet 30K. I know. It's, I think it's weird that he bets 30K and doesn't just move in here. Yeah, I think that's probably correct. I mean, he, so what is the 30K trying to accomplish? He's trying to get called by a wider range of hands. I mean, the only two possible things is that or to induce a shove. Like, those are the only two possible things, right? Yes, but let's talk about the wider range of hands. Yeah. So I guess it just has to be kings that he's trying to get called by, like ace-king king. and king-ten suited. Right. Even though the queen comes, he's like, ace-king, can you call? Maybe aces also. Yeah. Pocket aces that didn't five bet, which is right. reasonable. Getting called by all those hands that are not really fancy highfalutin hands. Yeah. Because I think you're right that probably ace-queen is going to have to call a shove. I think it has against to. Against Garrett specifically. It's yeah. not going to like it, but it's going to have to. I think queen-ten does too. Probably. It sucks, but you just have to do it. So this is designed to get calls out of those kings, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think that's enough to justify that versus the all-in. Like, right. Even if the kings will right. actually Fold, behave in the folds. way that you expect. Mm-hmm. It's probably not worth it. And look, Andy likes to make sick calls. Garrett likes to make sick bluffs. Why don't we choose more polarizing sizing? Like, let's give Andy a chance to make some weird hero calls, too. Maybe he'll make some weird hero calls further away. Maybe he's got ace-jack and decides to hero. Now, that's hard. There's only one jack left. But there's four combos of ace-jack. Maybe he'll make a crazy hero call with it. I don't know. Like, let's give him a chance to make a crazy hero call. I don't think it's going to happen very often, admittedly. But, you know, is, it, is he really that different calling 30,000 and 65,000, like, from Andy's, like, from Andy's calling range? Is it really that different? I don't think it is. Probably not. So let's go for it. Does Garrett think that if he sizes too big, he's game theory disastering himself, maybe? Is that what it could be? Can't be. You wouldn't think so, not with Jack's full, but I mean, that's one reason to think. I mean, it's just a pot size shove. How could it be game theory disastering himself with Jack's full? I don't know. It doesn't seem possible. Maybe, I mean, because you have to take a step back and realize the real world implications of this. There's lots of pot size shoves that these guys have had against each other, but this might be one of the biggest if it were a pot size shove here. Like this is a very big pot even for this game. I know, and, but these guys have played with half a million dollars in front of yeah. each other before and played bigger pots. Yeah. And ace queen is calling. You're not game theory disastering yourself, right? Ace queen is calling your shove. I mean, you can't say that for sure, but I would think of course so. not. I can't say anything for sure, but like ace, I think ace queen's calling. Um, it's possible aces are just going to find a call anyway. It's, po- it's possible. Ace I mean, king's going to find a call. Anyway. Ace queen isn't beating any value, right? It's tying value. I think that's probably right. I think that's probably right. Because is Garrett going to shove queen 10? That's the only other hand that we can even conceivably beat for value. Right, and is Garrett going to bet those hands on the turn? Right. He picks up a pair. He's still open-ended. He might, when he, he bets small, he might bet it on the turn, but he might just check call too. So ace queen, I don't think is like comfortable. For no, Andy. but I think it's just like your hand's too good for, yeah. for a one-to-one. Yeah, maybe. You're getting two-to-one basically, right? Because he's, bet, he's betting the pot. Ace queen is just a monster there, and you, you got to call with some things. Anyway, the solver agrees with you, wants Garrett, given the choices of check, bet 30K, or go all in, prefers Garrett to go all in 99% of the time, Yeah, 30K the other 1%, and thinks that going all in is worth $4,200 more than betting 30K. That's a lot. Since yeah. I mean, the difference in the bets is, you know, only 35000 That's a lot. It is. 
Yeah, so good job, Solver. You did good. <laughs> well, Garrett does bet 30K. Yes, he does. And Andy, of course, moves in. Of course. For 65K. He's like, have ace queen, have ace queen, have ace queen. Better yet, have jacks. Have jack, jack, have jack, jack. Yeah. Yeah. Those things. All right. So now what, what has to go through Garrett's head? Of course, what are the value? What are the bluffs? Um, sure. First okay. question, can he beat any value? That's a great first question. Um, the real question, and so when we ask that, what we're really asking is, is Andy ever shoving ace-10 or ace-queen, right? Because those or are the... Nine, or 9-10. Okay, fair enough. But if he's, if he's not shoving those first two hands, he's not shoving. I guess... 9-10 is better than ace-queen. It is, but it doesn't block anything the way ace-queen blocks some stuff Yeah, for full houses. So I don't know which one's actually better to shove. But right. fair enough, fair enough. Um, the straights are, are ace-queen. Maybe the first question, is he shoving ace-queen? Maybe we should start there. I would not, if I were Andy. When Eric, When Garrett 4-bet and goes bet, bet, bet... We're definitely losing to kings. We're losing to jacks. We're losing to king queen. We're losing to queen jack. What are we getting called by when we ship? Okay, jacks that Garrett actually has is a pretty good candidate. Which sure, it would be bad. Um, that is true. So it, there's, the things we're getting called by is problematic. Very yeah, problematic. So, so I think ace queen probably plays as a call better. Like, by the way, another good reason to shove against a potential ace queen rather than betting thirty thousand. Yeah, um, but anyway, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so I agree. Ace queen's a call. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Um, let's just jump to ace 10. And if we think ace 10 is definitely a shove, we can move back to nine ten. Okay. Okay. Um, so I know we had a quick discussion about this when we were watching and I thought ace 10 was probably a shove and you thought ace 10 was probably a call. Right? Yes. So that was without really thinking it through. Admittedly, I was just like an initial hit. I was like, don't you just have to shove Broadway here for, don't you just have to? So the question is still, what are we getting called by? Yeah. I think actually it's a big problem with the straights that you don't block full houses at all. Yeah. Huge problem. Yeah. Like that's not answering your question, but it is a problem. And then the, what are we getting called by is like, we're just hoping that Garrett would play his queen like this and would then call. Yeah. Right. Which I think is a it. pretty tough parlay to pull off. Right. Cause he's going to check ace queen a lot on the turn. Yeah. A lot. He still might find a fold on the river sometimes. Although I get, think he would call. I think he'll, he's going to call ace queen. He does block a lot of the key full house stuff there with it. Um, but it's not 100%. He blocks actually the straight and the full house. So. I think we're getting a little fancy if we're trying to get value with ace-10 by raising. That's fair. That's fair. This pot is huge anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, and like you're saying, this might be a, an actual game theory disaster shove right here. Like yeah. a true one, right? Where like we literally fold out every worse hand and get called by every better hand, which we don't want. Right. Okay. So we don't think Andy's shoving straights and worse. Right. By the way, the solver agrees not to shove a straight. Yep. What does the solver say about the ace-10? Like, that, yeah. It says, it says like call like something like, I can look it up. Hold on. I got it right here. Ace 10. It wants you, him. Now, it only has ace 10 suited even here, to be okay. clear, because of the pre-flop action. But it thinks it should be calling 96% of the time. Right. And raising the uh, like 3% of the time, basically. And folding a little bit? No, it's just because there's four different combos, and it, oh. it, it's balancing them out. So it's, it ends up being, yeah, it's like 96 and 4. Right. Um, I was just looking at different right. ones, and they're all different. It seems like we agree with the solver, and that ace-10 is probably... Yeah, my initial hit, I guess, can't be right because of the what, what's continuing against us right. is, is the problem. Okay, so that means that Garrett has a bluff catcher when Andy moves in here. Jack-Jack uh, Jack is next up. It's not. 3-3 oh, three, three is next 3-3 three, three is next up. 3-3... Three, three, okay, 3-3 three, three could shove because 3-3 three, three could get called by ace-10. Yes. Okay, good. 3-3... Three, three, I think 3-3 is going to shove, don't you? I think 3-3 three, three doesn't get here this way very often. 
Like, I mean, he's going to flat pre most of the time. And he's mostly going to flat pre. Yeah. He's mostly going to raise the flop. If he doesn't, he's yes. mostly going to raise the turn. It's a lot different than top set. I don't know if he's raising the turn as much, but I think the flop, we're going to see him raise a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I think he's mostly, like you said, going to flat pre anyway. Like by the time we get here, yeah. he has like a tenth okay. of a combo of 3-3. Three, three. Okay. That is not crazy. Um, that's fair. Okay. So 3-3 so three, three isn't something that's going to be in play very often at all. So then the question is, what can we beat? If, he's, if, he, if we think he's got a tiny bit of 3-3, three, three, what else can we beat? Well, what bluffs make sense? I mean, the, the most obvious bluff, which the solver agrees with, is king-jack. Right. That's the hand that makes the most sense to bluff as Andy because we block all of the relevant full houses. Sure. We don't know if Andy's going to actually do that with king-jack or not. It has some value if Garrett's bluffing. Andy definitely is the kind of guy who will make big raises on the river. This is not a big raise, actually, but I've seen him do it. Big raises on the river with relevant blockers only. I've absolutely yeah. seen him do it against Garrett in really big pots. So he's at least capable of that and would understand that King Jack would fit perfectly in this whole yeah. scenario. I don't think Andy's going to do like a Queen 10 just-in-case play because Garrett is entirely uncapped, so it's a bit too risky to for, for a just-in-case play. Right. Garrett has King-Queen and King-King yeah. very easily here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, fair. yeah, basically just King Jack makes sense as right. a bluff, right? Yeah. That's really it. And I don't know, maybe, do you think Andy ever takes a hand like Ace Jack and, and takes this line and decides, this is good enough, I block Ace 10 and Jack Jack and Queen Jack? And I don't bluff know. Here? Maybe. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. Um, probably not that often, but it's not impossible. Yeah. And there's not really any other relevant blockers that make sense for, for Andy to take this line with no. that are bluffs. No. Having a king and a jack in hand are clearly the best because they block the full houses in all the different ways, okay. all, the, all the strong full houses. All right. So those are all the things that we beat as Garrett. Let's go to the things that we lose to and if they make sense. Okay. King, king. Does it make sense? Sure. Sure. It does. Um, once in a while, you think you think he's going to five bet that probably a little bit if yeah. he has a five betting range, but clearly he's not always going to do that. The one combo of queen queen makes all the sense in the world. Sure, hundred percent of sense. Yep. King queen. Yep, makes sense. Queen jack. Sure, he's going to call. He's going to call. He's probably going to raise. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that sucks. Yeah, not great because Andy has all of those. I think. Yep. At least suited the king queen and king and queen jacks. I'm not sure if he has those unsuited pre flop, but. He definitely has the suited versions if he decides to three bet with him. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a much easier path towards the value than it is towards the, the hands that are worse. I agree. I agree. Let's um, distribution wise. Jax is not as high up as we would really want it to be. No, because we have King King. We have Queen Queen. We have. Yeah, we have those things for sure. We, we have, have King s- Queen. We have a little bit of King Queen. Not a lot. Right. Yeah. We, we have a little bit of Queen Jack. Not a lot. Yeah. We have We have like pretty much all the kings queens and jacks that we can have yeah so it's a little so yeah so there aren't so like the kings and queens very much there's only one combo of queens though it's four combos ahead of us yes four combos clearly ahead of us and then we could a a few more that are like the uh other broadway king queen and queen jacks yeah another another three to four maybe total maybe yeah maybe less maybe more but something like that and then i I guess we play ace queen like this for hands that are worse than this for value. Some, some of the time, sometimes, but it's like very few combos because we bet there's, all three streets and there's two queens on the board. Yeah, so yeah, so it's maybe not, it's like one combo, maybe two, maybe. I can see two, maybe. Okay, and beyond that, I don't know what else we have that's worse. We might for bet value. for value with queen ten. 
right. the river. But it's pretty. But the combos we have are so few because of preflop. Yes, we we start off with like half a combo. Yeah, or maybe one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. Um, we, we can have pocket threes as Garrett. Okay, and play it just like. But this. we also start off with like half a combo. Right. Yes, we do. That is very true. So if we add combo huh. torques into this, I feel like distribution-wise, this could even be a, considered a fold. Well, hold on, though, because we're getting an outrageous price. We are getting a good so price. So if we're using distribution, we, we want to we yeah. you know, compare that to the price also. So we this, don't have to go... We can go pretty far down in our distribution when we're getting this crazy price against anything. 30, you, 35K to 150K. Right. So we're getting five to one. Yeah. That should be meaningful to us anyway. Um, I will say because it's Andy. I think with the distribution yes. that we just laid out, that's kind of close, actually. It's closer than I would have thought. I'll yeah. say that. It's way closer than I would have thought. This whole hand is a little bit distressing to me because it seems like it's an obvious cooler and like it's an obvious get it in, even, even though this happens this way. And now that we're actually getting to this point, it's like, geez, maybe this isn't so straightforward, you know? Well, I'll tell you what. The solver thinks it's straightforward. Yes, it does. The solver wants Garrett to call 99.4% of the time. Yeah, the solver's like, fuck you, this is a call. Because the solver is a station. <laughs> and it thinks the expected value of calling is worth $16,000. Well, the, the solver's up against something. Well, the solver's up against itself, though, and yeah. it knows it is capable of bluffing in a balanced way. So right. it's just like, well, Jax is really good here because yeah. I could have been bluffing. Like, Jax is just too good, right? And you have, like, I know you have bluffs. Here's the problem with Jax is yeah. that it blocks the most likely bluff really heavily. The King, King Jack. King yes, Jack, it yes. yes, it does. That is problematic. Yeah. I wonder if in some ways pocket threes is actually a better call because it doesn't block that, but then you open up Jack Jack as yeah. a, I don't know what, what's better to even have. I don't know either. Jeez. Anyway, I don't agree with the solver about it being so clear. Like I think now that we've talked about it this much, I agree. It's not clear. I can't actually practically imagine folding against Andy in this spot. Having said everything we've said, even though it makes sense that a fold is reasonable, I can't actually do it. I would say it's Andy Andy's sick. Andy has Andy maybe has a bluff that I can't see or imagine because it's Andy. He's got seven eight of spades, and he's like, "That's my bluffing hand on this." I mean, board. what do I know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's not impossible. I think for me anyway, if I was sitting in this game, I would close my eyes and put in uh, a really souped up Honda. Honda, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'm imagining you actually doing that. <laughs> it's like Steve, bring the car around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the pot. Yeah. It's going to be a call. We got to wait till it gets here, guys, before we go to showdown. Everybody look out. It's, going to, it's a car. Yeah. It's going to hit you. Anyway, Garrett folds. Yeah. And you know, after talking about it, I get it. After talking about it, I get it too. And he's right. Somehow he's right. He's been right a lot on these folds lately. Yeah. Like a lot. It's impressive. Often against Andy, now that I think about it. Maybe he knows on the river Andy's not screwing around that much against him. Maybe. And so he can make these folds a little bit easier because he folded, what, the second nut straight against Andy at one point? He folded this. He folded something else, too, I think. I mean, it's impressive. He's like Origami Garrett. Nice. Always folding, bro. Nice. So good.